Good morning, everybody. How's everybody today? Enjoying your Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, it's okay to enjoy it. You can do that. Um, hopefully you guys uh, find some way, somehow, to get together this weekend, to get outside, to do something fun, to, to remember the, the sacrifices of those that made it possible for us to do all of those things. And so um, just be sure to spend some time thinking about that this weekend. We do want to welcome everyone here, like Mo said. Uh, if this is your first time here, this is not normal for us. We haven't done this before. I don't want to say it's not normal, because that means that we probably won't ever do it again. We just haven't done it yet. This is our first time to do this. And so if this is kind of weird for you, then come back next week. It will look different, you know. But we're going to try some things today, and some of you are going to think it's really cool. Some of you may be stretched a little bit. Your faith may be stretched, but don't worry. We're not one of those weirdy churches, okay? <laughs> we want to stretch you. We want to challenge you in your faith because we don't want to just say, hey, keep doing what you're doing and go just enjoy life because my guess is trying to do life on your own hasn't really worked out all that well for you. And so we, we know that we have the answer to life, and that is through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we want to stretch our faith and, and help you guys do the same. If you are new or if you're new-ish and you've never connected with us by filling out our digital connect card, please do that. Uh, it just starts a conversation where we can connect with you and answer prayer requests and answer questions you have about the church and get you plugged in and serving because, yes, we want you plugged in and serving. We have fantastic volunteers around here, and you also need to be a fantastic volunteer. And so there you go. Have you guys enjoyed uh, this prayer series for those who have been around? Yeah. Donna Gay has. Hopefully you've gotten a lot out of the prayer series. I know I have gotten a ton out of it. Uh, our entire room today is going to be our prayer point. Normally we have a little space over there that, that's sort of dedicated to prayer. The whole room is the prayer point today, if you guys can, can get comfortable with that. We started off learning about prayer, and we said, we answered the question, what is prayer? And we decided, we said that prayer is communing with God, and it's confronting the enemy. It's communing with God because it's an ongoing daily relationship. It's more than just me talking to God. It's me talking, God talking, us both communicating on what God is doing with me together in the world. That's communing. That's much different than just simple communication. But it's also confronting the enemy. You guys know this, maybe in just instinctively, if nothing else, that we have an enemy there's, there is a force at which is upon this world that wants nothing that looks like God to go well. And it will fight against anything that is, looks like God or is God-honoring to the point where it is extremely frustrating to us. We can stand in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ and confront our enemy, not in our own power, because none of us in here are that awesome, but we can stand on the authority of Jesus and push back the enemy because God says we can do that. He says when you speak the name of Jesus, things, that hap things happen that you can't make happen on your own. And so that's prayer when we started. But we're not done talking about prayer simply because this is the last week of our series. Like, like prayer is, is it, it's just who we are. 
It's what Arrows Church is about. So it's, it's always going to be in the mix. But this is the end of our official series on prayer. One of the things that I thought, what are some closing shots, right? Some closing, closing things I want you guys to take away from this series. One of them is we don't seek the things of God. We seek God. So we don't seek, for example, we don't seek satisfaction, hoping that God will deliver. No, rather we seek God. And in the process of seeking God, the result is, is a satisfied life. Does that make sense? We don't seek wealth, hoping that God will make us rich. No, no, no. We seek God, and the result is living a life of generosity. We don't seek happiness and hope that God just never allows anything bad to happen. No, no, no. We seek God, and the result of seeking God is a life lived with purpose and joy, even at the expense of some happiness sometimes, because happiness and joy are different. Doesn't this sound familiar? Didn't Jesus himself in Matthew 6 say, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We don't seek the things of God in hopes that he will deliver them. We seek God. And oftentimes what we get is way better than what we thought we were seeking anyway. C.S. Lewis, in a sort of paraphrase of this Matthew 6 uh, verse that Jesus said, He says, aim at heaven, and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, and you will get neither. You aim at God, and you'll get the things that make you satisfied. If you aim at the things that you think are going to make you satisfied, you're going to miss both them and God. So we we seek God, not the things of God. And so I don't have much time today because I want to take you guys through a couple of exercises, but I want to give you five quick things that happen when we pray. When you become a praying person, when we become a praying church, five things are going to happen. Number one, prayer partners us with God. It partners us with him. There's a story in Ezekiel 22 where uh, God is looking for someone to stand up on behalf of the nation of Israel. If not, he's going to destroy the nation, and they're going to go in exile for 70 years. And he looked. The Bible says he looked, and there was no one. He looked for someone who would stand up on behalf of the nation and be praying, God, I'm here. I'm praying for these people. Don't do what you're about to do. And there was none. Guys, Who's going to stand up for the people of Papillion? Who's going to stand up for the people of Omaha and Nebraska and our country? It's my prayer personally that I am one of those people, that I stand in the gap on behalf of the people who need to know about Jesus. It's my prayer as a church that we become a church that is known for standing in the gap for those people who need to know Jesus so that. God forbid anything ever happen where God decides he's going to take his hand of blessing off of us and off of our country. That it would give him pause to think, wait a minute, there's a church in Papillion who's standing in the gap. And that it would, it would somehow pause what he might do. So it partners us with God. Number two, it forces us to wait. 
God has three answers. I've I, maybe more, but three main answers to prayer when we pray to Him. It's either yes, no, or wait. And yes is awesome because you know, hey, God answered my prayer. Everything worked out great. No is hard, but at least it's understandable. And there's the hope that maybe something else better is coming down the the road. Like He said no to this, but maybe something else is coming down that's better. But the third one, that wait, oh, that is the hardest one for me. Because it's like God saying wait when we pray is the equivalent of our parents saying because I said so. It's just like dad doesn't do anything to me. Like what am I supposed to get from that? And when it forces us to wait, there's a verse in uh, Isaiah 40 that says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. There is only one God, guys, and we are not him. And our time frame is not him. And so when prayer forces us to wait, if we engage in that, if we just embrace that, I promise you that waiting will be far better than anything that he could have said yes to. Number three, prayer opens our spiritual eyes. We begin to see what God is doing and how he is doing it. There's a story in 2 Kings chapter 6. Uh, Elisha and the nation of Israel, they're camped out. And uh, one morning they wake, well, rather than just paraphrase, I'll just read it. Verse 2 Kings six fifteen. Now when the attendant of the man of God... That's Elisha, when Elisha's attendant, rather. When he had er arisen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots were circling the city. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? That's a really nice, clean way of saying, uh, we're kind of in for it here. Like, like we have been completely surrounded. Chariots and horses. What do we do? And so he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And I'm sure at that point the attendant is going, what, what are you talking about? And then Elisha prayed and said, O oh Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. And so it, the nation of Israel was surrounded, so they thought. And the attendant was like, we're doomed, this is it. He started writing home, I'm out. And Elijah said, God, open his eyes that he see. And he opens his eyes and he sees more horses and more chariots surrounding the army that was surrounding them. In other words, we're not alone. And simply because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. And so when we pray, we begin to see, God begins to open our spiritual eyes. We begin to see people in this community the way God sees them. And then we begin to see what God is doing in this community and through these people. And how he wants us to be a part of it. Prayer opens our eyes. Number four, prayer aligns our heart with God's heart. We begin to care about what God cares about. We begin to love those who God loves. 
And so a great prayer to pray to, to bring your heart in alignment with God's heart is say, God, just break my heart for the things that break your heart. You have a, a love that is pure and that is powerful. Help me see people. Help me see situations. Help me see this community the way that you see it. And when you do that, guys, your heart will begin to go that way. It aligns our heart with God's heart. And then number five, propel, prayer propels us forward. Remember, we are arrows. We are poised in the bow, ready to be aimed at the target that God has for us. And when we pray, it allows us to be pulled back in the strength of the archer, that is God, and fire straight at the arrow that he has fired us at. And then we are going to fly straight because that's the one thing we have been designed to do is to hit that target that God is aiming at. And prayer propels us to move forward. Without prayer, guys, we just want to stay in the quiver. We want to stay in the back. We don't want to be out in the arrow because it's pointed out there and out there is scary. Out there looks like work. But with prayer, boy, it's like, come on, where are we going? Where are we going? You've designed me to hit a target, I want to hit it. Without prayer, we can do nothing, guys, but with prayer, we can accomplish anything. Or as we like to say it, without prayer, we can do nothing, but with prayer, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Let me... Let me say a prayer for us, and then I want to transition into the first uh, little exercise that we have for you guys, because I want to be able to practice out some of the things that we've been talking about in hopefully a fun and unique way um, that, that will be meaningful for you guys. So let me pray. God, we come to you, and we submit to your authority. We submit to your greatness. We admit that you are the most powerful thing ever, and yet you hear our prayers, you loved us so much that you sent your son to die for us so that we might have a relationship with you. God, that is both humbling and empowering at the same time, that you want to do something in us and through us to reach this world that we are living in. And so, God, we, we just say to you, for everyone in the room today that's willing to say this, we say to you, yes, you have our hearts. Whatever it is you want us to do, we will do it. However you've gifted us, we will use it. And whatever you want us to do and wherever you want us to go, God, we don't understand how, but we don't have to. We know that you're going before us in powerful ways. And so God, work in us even now. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so this first exercise that I want us to do, uh, I'm calling the butcher paper sharing exercise thing. That's, that's the name I came up with just now in my head. And so uh, here's what I want you guys to do. You should all have a, a, a pack of crayons there. I want you to use these crayons on your butcher paper that's in front of you. 
and I want you to do several different things, and you do not have to do these in order, and you do not have to do all of them, okay? So just take that pressure off. But here are some things that I think would be cool for you to do. Spend some time, spend a moment just asking God, and then I want you to just simply write out something that you learned during this prayer series. Just some little nugget that, that you're going to take with you. You could also write out a prayer request for this community. As if, as if you were writing a letter to God himself. Just think about what it is that you're praying for this community. And this community could be Papillion. It could be your street that you live on. It could be your office that you work. Whatever it is, you define what that means. But just pray a prayer for those people you are around. And then, here's, here's one that might be fun. I want you to just draw a picture of something that sort of reminds you of this. So just think, I don't know, maybe it's a dog or a flower or whatever it is. Think of a picture that, that, you, that means a lot to you, and you think God may be kind of using this image to, to spark some creativity and how you can begin to pray for people. If you're willing, and it might be weird if they're sitting right next to you. It might not be weird, but if you want to write down names of people that you are praying for, maybe to meet Jesus for the first time, maybe that need healing, maybe that need reconciliation, whatever it is, just Writing down names, taking people's names before God, guys, that is a powerful thing we get to do, to lift someone else's name up in front of God. And then, once everyone is, is sort of done, wrapped up as a table, I would love it if you guys would just pray as a table. Um, maybe specifically how God could use Arrow's Church to impact this community. Just what, what could God do? Like, if he were to just do something cool, what could he do? Just, just kind of daydream, prayer dream about something like that. And like I said, you don't have to do all these. You don't have to do them in order, just whatever. But don't forget to pray big. No safe prayers allowed, Okay? You are praying to the God of the universe who created everything, who owns everything. Pray big. And then when we're done, we're going to celebrate communion together. And then we'll have something else after that. So go ahead and take a few moments.